Hi, everyone. So excited to have you here. I am Josephine, your performing arts business strategist and coach. Today, I've got a goodie because we've got the talented podcasting guru, Olivia D'Souza Ferris. Now, Olivia has um, come from being an artist, tech support person. She does so, she's been working in social media for a couple of years um, and has some clients there, but has really now honed in and focused her attention on the podcasting space because there are so many people that want to get out there and start a podcast, but don't know how, don't know how to start or, you know, what direction to take. So Olivia is going to talk us through her journey um, from being an artist to being, you know, business extraordinaire letter, and also about the launch of her upcoming podcast, Magnetic Pod. Uh, I can't wait to share with you the lovely Olivia. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba, and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Hi, Olivia. So great to have you on the show. Thank you for coming in. Great to be here. Hi, Jo. Hi. <laughs> um, you know, we first connected as participants in a program called Courage on Camera, which was uh, run by the beautiful Tina Harris and her husband, Mark Harris. Um, and then we connected again through the Ozmumpreneur Network and you interviewed me as a co-author on the book, um, The Women Changing the World. So we've had a few connection points over the last, gosh, I don't know, nearly 12 to, to 24 months, who knows? <laughs> but it's so nice to actually have you on my show. Um, so much has happened since then, since we've been <laughs> involved in these various things. Mm -hmm. And um, I've seen a wonderful and interesting shift in your direction um, as you go from, you know, artist, content creator to podcasting guru, we might say. <laughs> um, and we're going we're gonna to touch on that. But tell me, before we get into all of that stuff, how did your creative journey start? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Does that go back? That could go back way back to childhood singing into a hairbrush, couldn't it? <laughs> singing along to them, uh, Olivia and John and uh, Madonna and all the big divas. Um, so I've always loved singing, but actually when I was a kid, I was shy and I didn't, I didn't actually tell anyone. I just thought everyone wants to be a pop star. Oh my God, how embarrassing because that, you know, I was always so sensible, uh, that I knew oh, only 1% make it. Oh my God, I can't believe I thought like that. And I just, 
Yeah. Just too embarrassed to admit it. And it was um, after I uh, got dumped by some guy in my early 20s that I thought, you know, I've got to get myself out of this funk. I've got to do something for me that I'll enjoy. And I ended up joining a band. And funnily enough, all those years of being shy, I was not shy on stage. It was like being at home. Yeah. And yeah. I just and it let like, rip. <laughs> it like that, absolutely. Um, you, so you were a singer initially? Yes. Yeah, that was my first love with uh, with the creative arts, for sure. Yeah, beautiful. I actually saw a song on um, YouTube of yours. You're thinking, oh, God, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> You've been stalking oh, no, me. No, don't do it. No, no, no. Um, it was cool. Uh, money, 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 the money affirmation song. I'd never heard anybody sing about money in an affirming way like that before. What inspired you to create that? That was interesting. Actually, I had, it was a little bit woo-woo, I guess. I'd had this reading for someone who said, your thing is that you write soul, people's soul songs. <laughs> you write, you can, this is, okay, I'm going, I'm going to go straight there. Uh, but she said I had this gift for being able to write and the song that was like the frequency of someone's soul or whatever, and I went, okay, all right. <laughs> I didn't know what to make of it. but I. Um, but I was just doing this, uh, I was playing around with the idea of what's my thing. I was searching for what I wanted to do and I thought, what does that even mean? And I thought, maybe it's chanting. Maybe I'll find a chant. Maybe I'll look for a chant on, on money. And I, I was actually looking through YouTube or Spotify or Insight Timer or whatever for anything that might exist as, as chants that might be like a money mas- manifestation thing and I didn't really find anything I was happy with, but I'd seen somebody had wrote written some affirmations and I started saying them. And then as I started saying these affirmations, like this idea for a song just came to me and there was this moment where I thought, am I going to stick with the affirmations I'm doing or, or stop that and write the song? And I went, write the song, of course. And it just like, it just came through really, really quickly. It just yeah. like I just wrote it in a couple of minutes and then I ended up sharing it in the Facebook group I was part of at the time, like a women's business Facebook group. I was talking about where I was at in my journey and career and I said, oh, and by the way, I wrote this song and they said, share it. And so I just shared a link of just a very basic demo version and, and I got a very strong reaction and someone actually even cried, which blows my mind that someone would cry about a song about money. <laughs> No, but it's what money represents. It's not about money and having the things. It's about, you know, for, for many, it's about overcoming challenge and about worthiness and all sorts of things. So I get that. It can be an emotional thing. Um, yeah, money, 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 swami. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was about like taking, it's about removing the negativity around it. I guess the song yeah. is about. Um, Love that. Yeah, sending out love with money and accepting it and being open to receiving it and doing good with money and that good people deserve to have money so that they can do good things in the world. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. I mean, what is it like going from being the artist um, versus the coach and, you know, the podcasting mentor? Because that's quite a shift for me, like from the outside looking in. But how Mm -hmm. is it for you? Are you still like singing are you being creative in that space or have you have you moved to the more digital coaching space like where where are you heading um business wise i guess i am getting right behind the podcasting thing because i find like i've done a lot of different things and i've 
helped people with a lot of, you know, social media stuff and website in the background stuff and podcasting and so many different things that I just at the end of last year felt this strong desire to pick one thing and get really behind it. And Mm. and I've always loved podcasting because I love talking to people. I love interviews, not that podcasts have to be that, but I love that intimate one person at a time thing that happens with podcasts. I love listening to them. I love lots of things about it. I love that you can repurpose it in so many ways. Um, so I really genuinely like it. But I haven't closed the door on the on the music stuff. I just haven't figured out <laughs> how to fit it all in. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. It, it can be a bit of a juggling act for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've really embraced the virtual space in the podcasting world why exactly is that like what made you really gravitate strongly to the podcasting as the choice you said you had all of these things that you were working in but what made you you say oh this is this is it this is the thing I'm going to really stand behind like you said um well I guess like like I said I I I genuinely genuinely really love it and believe in it and I find I've sometimes been talking to people who've wanted to employ me for to help them out with stuff and I've been talking about the different things I can help them with and I can if you could imagine an outside version of yourself watching yourself I can hear my own voice when I get to the podcasting bit like I, I, I can hear the difference in my enthusiasm so I'm like yes I really do like it and I really do believe in it um, I think I love the fact that everyone listening to a podcast is there because they have they haven't just sort of stumbled upon you. They may have to some extent, but they have chosen to stop and listen to you. You can't get more targeted than someone who listens to a podcast. So I, I do believe that if you're looking for a targeted audience, that podcasts are great and that you can get to go in depth because, you know, TikToks and Reels and stuff are totally fun and I think, you know, they can have value and there's no denying that they get reach and stuff. But as far as being able to really be you and to just say what you want to say in your own voice and not have to try and follow a trend or do anything other than be you, I just love podcasts for that and I love interviews too, so... What would you say to people that are thinking about doing a podcast but have that excuse or that thought process that it's flooded, it's it's an overcrowded market? What would you say to that? You wouldn't do anything if you thought that way. <laughs> like, yeah, like, um, do you believe that to be true, or do you? Do you yes, I, I. Oh no, I, I still, I still think it's relatively new. I mean, it's been around for a while, but I just, I think it's on a big growth still, and I think there's still space for everybody. And I think you know, you you will stop yourself with excuses like that. But if you just get on with it, um, yeah. and just commit to it and I actually think you know along the way I've learned you know what works and what what doesn't work and um so I do think having some forethought and understanding how understanding the strategy and what you've got in mind and and the benefits if you can see what the benefits will be and have a bit of a marketing plan around it I do believe in doing something out of passion but I also think if it's only passion but you can't see how it works as a marketing tool, that it will probably drop away for the amount of commitment you need to it. So I think, yeah, yeah have, a, have a marketing plan, understand how it will benefit your business as well as being something you genuinely enjoy. And if you can see that, then then you can get behind it and, and have the commitment. And if you have the commitment and keep at it, 
is, you know, it'll be successful. Yeah, and I can hear your bubba in the background. How many kids do you have? I have two. Nice. So one's at school, so that's nice and quiet, but it's a bit hard to <laughs> control the other one. Oh, no, don't worry. And I love it. I mean, this is this is real life, and this is what so many people are listening to, um, you know, have to, to work through each day, um, you know. We were talking about it online the other day, you know, these labels that people sometimes feel uncomfortable with, but others, you know, feel empowered by. Like, and I was saying, you know, mumpreneur to me is an Mm -hmm. empowering thing. And others are like, well, no, it's, you know, it's not, it's not what I believe. So we all have these different viewpoints, but um, yeah, I think being mumpreneur is is a beautiful, powerful thing. So kudos to you. Um, Can I ask you you a question? Yeah. Because I'm so impressed with your podcast and how you've gone right behind with it and everything um, Mm -hmm. and put a, started with a bang with all those episodes and everything and done so many. How have you find found the experience to be for you and your business? I think it's been monumental in um, attracting the right people to what I want to achieve and being able to spread the message. Firstly, when I, when I started, I have to admit, 18 months I procrastinated because I was scared of the technology of setting up a podcast, which sounds ridiculous, but you know, what mic do you use? What software do you use? All the excuses and then not knowing which direction. And it took me 18 months to go. It was on a vision board, right? I had it on my vision board because I've got my vision. So I had it on my vision board and I had a symbol of a podcast. And then I took it off because I'm like, I'm not going to end. I'm never going to do it. And I took it off and then I put it back on. (laughs) I'm like, no, I want to do it. So I battled with it for a long time, but I'm so glad I did it because um, it's been such a beautiful thing. I mean, people, um, I actually recently just booked a client for a course that I'm doing. um, I'm launching this month called Talent Manager Bootcamp. And um, a studio owner actually heard of me through the podcast, booked a discovery call with me and bought the course. So this is how it works. I mean, you've got to put yourself out there. I think as well, the the whole thing about, um, you know, it doesn't matter 50 people listening, 10 people, a thousand people, a million people. I think as long as they're an engaged audience, then it doesn't matter, you know, like, that's how I feel. But no, it's been a beautiful, beautiful thing for me. Um, like I said, 18 months in the making, getting over that tech sort of challenge. Do you come across that often with your clients and followers? Like, what are the challenges? Like, what's stopping them? Uh, sometimes the things I've heard is they're not sure what theme to go with for the mm-hmm. podcast. There yep. is the tech, te- there are the tech challenges, mm. which now with my experience now i feel like that's the small it, it doesn't it's not the small point in that in that if that's blocking you it's a big deal you have to deal with it for sure but i feel like it's it's not the main issue the main issue is understanding how it will help your business and and bring in leads and a following for you and how you can convert those and all of that that's the main issue and once you can see that the tech you know just It'll be just, you know, you can talk to me, but obviously, but, you know, the tech will be the easy part. It, it, you just have to get over that fear. Mm. I mean, a lot of our listeners are artists, teachers, studio owners and, you know, creative business owners. Um, in your opinion, what's the key benefit to having a podcast for creatives and do you think it's relevant? I see that it does 
I think you would have to think about who you're aiming it for, I guess. So if you're if you're a kids artist, you might want to do something that's either entertaining for kids, um, or you could do something that's aimed at solving a problem for the parents. Like you can use it, you can use it, but it would really take some. Of course, I believe in it, <laughs> but it's a matter of really thinking. Okay, my target audience is is it the is it the mums? Is it studio owners? Is it whatever? And then. You work backwards from that. So, are you trying to educate people about about music education for kids? Are you trying to educate people about? Are you trying to help parents just get their kids to sleep at night and doing you know lullabies? For example, like Little Rockers Radio has got a massive one that's big all around the world because it helps kids get to sleep. You. you you would have to get clear on who your target is and what will help them and then make a podcast around that. That's what I'm trying to say. So yeah, yeah. work backwards. End goal yeah. and work backwards. Working backwards, definitely. <laughs> um, and I think that is something as well that I struggled with, just like you mentioned, coming up with the theme. I was like, okay, so I want to do a podcast. What am I going to talk about? <laughs> 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 um, and I think I've evolved. And, it, and, I, and that's the other part, right? It's okay to evolve and grow with the show. You don't have to smash it out of the park on episode one because um, I started just with a general focus on business and, and, and the arts, but then I realised that I'm much more, um, I don't know, I'm much more interested in the performing arts. So that's probably more the direction of the podcast now and people that support those types of people as well. Um, so I feel like, you know, there's an evolution in what we create and that is okay, you know. Um, but I guess as well, what's the best way to get started when it comes to creating your podcast? Like what's, what's like your top tips? If, you, if you're out there and you're thinking, look, I'm interested in a podcast, what is the thing that you would say, here's how you get started? Okay, well, I would think... In terms of what you love, because you want to be, if it's something you commit to, you want to be talking about something you love talking about, mm-hmm. and as well as something that overlaps with what your business actually does, what your service provides, uh, and overlaps with also the need, the desires of your target audience. So it's kind of a crossover of those three things. Um, and then think about what you're hoping to achieve from it is it purely lead generation is it collaborations because sometimes having collaborations can be i know with my first podcast it was based around collaborations i i was um it was actually for stationary and i couldn't talk about stationary but i wanted to be in front of my local business owners so i um i would interview people from the local business community and i got known and i got invited to do workshops and got a lot of opportunities over there out of that so um yeah, I guess it's a matter of knowing what you want to achieve from it and then you can work backwards. If you want to be an authority on something, you might like to be able to have the opportunity to talk on that one thing and if you might decide to do a solo show or, or a panel if you want someone to go with you or you can do a hybrid version of interviews and and you talking. So there's so many ways you can go, but I think... Um, If anyone needs help with that, I help with strategy sessions because there's so many directions and so many ways you can go. But I think 
knowing what your end goal is and sort of finding that sweet spot between your passion, your business and what it does and um, and what your client's desires and needs are. And somewhere in the middle, there's a sweet spot of yeah. what the podcast should be about. Yeah, I love that. And I think that you do need to find that sweet spot. I mean, for me, I ended up with the hybrid model. I do interviews and solo episodes. And really, that's just because... I love talking to people and having that connection and, like you said, that collaboration as well. But on the flip side, um, you know, I have a studio, I have children and all that, and it's busy. So sometimes the freedom of just, okay, I'm going to smash out, a, I'm going to, you know, batch a few podcast episodes today solo mm-hmm. means that I um, can sustain the regularity of my podcast because it comes out weekly Mm -hmm. so I don't think I'd be able to do that if it was just interviews or it would be more intensive for me work-wise because you have to source the interviews book the interviews you know what I mean like there's all of that work so I did go down the hybrid model and I have to say initially my goal was really rigid I was going to have two interviews then two solos two interviews two solos and it was going to run this beautiful pattern (laughs) And then I thought, why am I being so rigid on myself? Like over the Christmas break, I had I purposely chose not to interview anyone. So I'd batched record like a whole bunch of solos and stuff and just release them in consecutive. But I think that's the beauty of it, right? There's no right or wrong with podcasting. You can do whatever you want to do um, as long as your audience is engaged and you're loving what you're doing. So yep. I absolutely, yeah, when I say, I think you have to have some some clarity and a goal, but that's a starting point. That's so you can see light in the end of, at the end of the tunnel that everything evolves. None of us stay the same. And you're going to yep. learn what works and you're going to tweak as you go along and do more of what works and more of what you enjoy and for mm. sure. For me, overcoming the equipment part was a big challenge, like I mentioned. Um, you know, how important is quality equipment and would you have any tips on what people might need to get started with the equipment piece? Um, yes, I've got, I've got a simple, I like my Rode micro, uh, USB microphone there. Like if you're, if it's just you speaking, then you can just go with something simple like that. If it's going to be more uh, complex or more people, then you might need a little, you know, breakout box to interface. Uh, so you can have more than one channel and things like that. But there's, um, and if you're doing it like a video like us, then, then you can have, Good lighting, like a good ring light and stuff like that. I actually do have a download. I've got my uh, ring light. Cool. I have a download if you like. I can share share a link to that. Oh, so people we can love just download. That. Yes, and yeah. we can pop that in the show notes as well. If you've got a, a download for everyone, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah so that's my favorite favorite thing. So I mean, I have seen people get started. I have edited pe- uh, podcasts for people who have just basically done it straight into their phone, and it's you know it's worked. You know, you can polish it up a bit, and it sounds. Sounds good, and and they upgraded as they went. Uh, I did find with my own experience that I uh, started out pretty simply, and then bought microphones. I was doing interviews, and I'd find I was doing them in person because this was a while ago. <laughs> when, and it was a local. It was I was with a local community, so I couldn't do them in person. But I would find one person's voice coming out stronger than the others, and you know I had to make I had to learn as I as I went, and I. I learned about the gear to buy and stuff like that. So that's in my download. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Do you recommend any particular software? Um, I'm 
with Omni Studio. That's the, the software we use to upload our podcast. What about yourself? What do you use? Oh, there's quite... Omni's got a good reputation. Uh, I haven't used that one myself, but the name comes up as a good one. Um, I'm using Buzzsprout at the moment. Okay. I like that as, yeah. All right, amazing. Well, we'll definitely be sharing that PDF. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, Now, what about, you know, some people think that running a podcast is easy, right? (laughs) Um, Some people don't see the challenges like I saw and that made me kind of procrastinate for 18 months, like I said. Um, but we do know that it takes consistency and it does take time to build your audience. Um, and, you know, becoming an overnight success is is totally unlikely, but kudos to those that have, um, you know, a million listeners the next day. Um, <laughs> you know, what? how do you keep showing up? So what about in those early stages where you are building that audience and, and whatnot? What motivates you to keep showing up because that's the thing the consistency is what's important when it comes to any sort of content creation um yeah what's your take on that i think if you know that you're making a podcast that uh that ticks those boxes of being something you you enjoy something that is relevant to what your business provides and is something that is of true absolute value high quality to your target audience, then then you'll be able to see that there's a point to doing it. You know, I think so if you can get behind the reason that you're doing it, I think that'll help you commit to it. And then I would say, you know, batch recording <laughs> and try to get some under your belt uh, so that you can get you can get a few done that'll last you for a few weeks. Uh, and then I, I think that takes the pressure off. So planning What's ahead. What's the most you've recorded in one day? What's the, how many do you record in a day? You talk about batching, but what is batching? Uh, I just sit down. I do fairly short. In, uh, I've been doing this new evolution of Magnetic Pod, my latest one, uh, I am doing because it suits exactly the purpose of what my business is. So that's why I'm creating this one. Um, and I've done five in a couple of hours so um probably less than a couple of hours actually so that's batch recording um so yeah and then just sitting down and committing that time really yeah that's kind of the benefit of just doing a solo one (laughs) yeah yeah um like you just mentioned you've recently um launching that new podcast magnetic pod tell us about that what's what's (laughs) magnetic pod about and who's it for? All right, so it's all about attracting soul clients with podcasting, but I also want to include uh, anything that is lead generation. Um, what's that? Is that? Did I turn off my email? You're all good. Um, yeah. So Magnetic Pod is a podcast about attracting your pod of clients. <laughs> from your podcast um so yeah i've got tips there about um about what makes an effective podcast how to attract clients through it tips on on batching on and planning your episodes on on repurposing on on all sorts of things but i but i also 
going to do an occasional interview. I think I'm mostly doing solo just because it's easier. <laughs> There's yeah, interview yeah, yeah. done. Totally. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> but I would like to bring in some other voices as well as far as being able to teach on lead generation and creating sales. Okay. What advice would you give to people who want to start a podcast but are unsure on what angle to take and how to make the most impact? Um, it's probably, it is worth, like I do these sessions if anyone wants to reach out, they certainly can and have a chat with me because I think sometimes just getting out of our own heads and and getting it out to somebody else and bouncing ideas is, is really helpful. So, um, but, yeah, I think you just need to brainstorm what value what value that you can give your target audience and if you can get some ideas on paper i think that would help create clarity for example if you think about things like uh what questions you get asked a lot or you simply ask on social media i've done it it's so simple <laughs> i've done a little post gone what do you want to know about podcasts ask me anything and then i've gone oh, wow look actually that that's a big answer i need to give on that and that's another big answer look i've already got some podcast ideas. So basically, you know, you could do something like that. If you're thinking about whether you can do a podcast for your business, you might do a, like a ask me anything post on social media and see what people ask you. And that might give you some clarity around a direction to go with your own podcast. I think getting out of your own head is a big point that you've just made because a lot of it is that, like that procrastination I mentioned of the 18 months before I even started was me getting out of my own head. And actually what tipped me over the line to actually go and do it was I did at the time, um, quite a few months back now, I did book um, a podcast consultant for a session and they talked me through the technology, how to set up and and really step-by-stepped with me. Um and it was those couple of consulting sessions that made me go, okay, good, I'm ready now. I know what I'm doing. I've overthought this and I'm just going to do it. And I just did it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yes, I think there's a lot of value in reaching out to someone like yourself and and absolutely um, getting out of your own head. because Reaching out and taking action. And then that yes. movement, that, that stress that you used to have will be something in the past. Totally. And once you're in the flow of it, it's not so hard. It's just about getting into the flow of it because we all really do have something important to say, no matter what you do, if you're a studio owner, a dancer, a, I know, a bread maker, a candlestick maker, it doesn't really matter. We've all got something to talk about. Maybe you're just a movie enthusiast and you want to, you know, attract people because, you know, you've got an idea there. But it's just about getting out of your own head and really um, backing yourself and going, I've got this, I've got something important to say. And once you get over those little mental blocks like, oh, what microphone do I use? Or, you know, <laughs> what software do I use? What is it again? Once you get over all of that, um, I think it can be really successful. And I think the key to the success of my podcast and, and, and being able to have that traction that we're, we're, we're growing every single week Um, is that I share and I celebrate it. So I have a weekly newsletter that goes out to my um, database to let them know about the next episode. We share our, um, we make sure that we share with the people, like for for example, you are on my show. I will send you an email with your, you know, um, promotional image. 
and a link to the show and making sure that you're sharing that with your people and um, we share, I share it on social media. So you've also got to celebrate it. You've got to tell people. Like you can't just make a podcast and sit there and hope that someone listens to it besides your mother who you told, you know. <laughs> You know, like you got to go and let the people know, right? right. And, and it's consistent, like just a weekly update on socials even or an email to your database, let them know the new episode's out. It's it's what you need to do and it's not a big deal once you do it and once you know how. Um, so I just wanted to ask because we ask this to all of our lovely guests is who or what inspires you, Livy? What, who or what inspires you? <laughs> You, you inspire me. Like I love how you've got right behind doing what you're passionate about and that you help people who are following their passion. I love that and I love that you've got right behind podcasts. Of course, that would impress, impress me. Oh, <laughs> um, Tina Harris that we both mm. know. Um, so Tina Harris who was from the La La's and La now La's a big, beautiful coach. Yep. Beautiful coach and I, I also do her social media. So I've been working with her for since 2018, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I love that she has these big crazy ideas and then actually makes them happen. <laughs> and, and, um, and Mark and Tina are both so, so generous uh, with, their, with, their, with their time and, and they go over and above. So they are wonderful. Oh, my goodness. I always feel like because I've got so many, I think you would find this too, we are surrounded by passionate people who go out there and make things happen and do good in the world that um, I'm almost scared to mention many more people because it'd be like I should, I should you know, include pretty much my whole friend list on Facebook. <laughs> There's so many people that I know that are passionate, big-hearted people who, who, who do good things in the world, but I'll just mention those two for now, shall I? <laughs> you and Tina. A, oh, thank you. Do you have a social media business as well? Is that something else that you do? It's I've I have a couple of clients, but that's not the main thing I'm focusing on um, because it's only so many hours in the day, and I'm really throwing my attention um, behind the uh, for the podcasting. But part of that is content creation with that. So I take a piece of video or audio and milk it. So I have this thing called Shine Online, where is and so that's why podcasting has been a good progression from that because it's been an overlap and it's like I'll take a piece of content and grab so many pieces of little snippets of videos and stuff and tell a story with it and create a gazillion content pieces. So I do some content creation as well. Mm. Um, so that's another thing, repurposing. Okay, amazing. So what's next for Olivia? What's next? <laughs> What's next is I am planning my own launch for Magnetic Pond. So that's the big thing. And uh, podcasting and helping people with having a great big launch if they want to go with a bang. Um, If they want to start off small, I can help with that too. But if they want to go, oh, I'm getting all behind this and I want to go as big as I can be, then I can help with, with that. So, yeah. All podcasting. When does Magnetic um, Pod launch? It will drop on Tuesday next week. What date's that? 22nd of March. 22nd of March. You heard it here, everybody. (laughs) You heard it here first. I don't know if you heard it here first. This will probably be dropped after the fact, but don't worry. So by the time this is released, 
Magnetic Pod will be available, um, I'm assuming, on all places you listen to podcasts. Of course, yes. Yeah, beautiful. And like I said, um, we're going to drop in the show notes um, a link to the uh, podcast and we're also going to share that downloadable resource, that PDF or, or that downloadable resource that Olivia mentioned before in relation to some of the equipment elements needed for a podcast. So I think that's a beautiful asset. So thank you for that. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, we have absolutely, well, we, I talk we all the time, like there's all these people, but it's just me. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, we're calling in all the listeners. That's it, <laughs> that's, that's it. it. I've enjoyed chatting with you today and we have enjoyed listening. So thank you so much and take care, beautiful Olivia. Thank you so much, Joe. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. To work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com and you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World and you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.